0: To down miffed to dunk. Yeah. Um, miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. <laughs> <laughs> miffed and peeved. I'm, 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 I know it. I you it in the world. It's a real, it's a real it, it's, it's real. a real one. It's a real one. I don't use it, but it's. <laughs> real. Not in your vocabulary. Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Right. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleich. We're a part of CLNS Media, dailythunder.com, also featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. Today's podcast is sponsored by my good friend, Grady Carter of Metro Brokers of Oklahoma. Grady wants to be your homeboy, you can find him at homeboyok.com, homeboyok okay on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Grady wants to get you into the home of your dreams or help you sell the house that you are currently in. He's a GRI designee, which means he knows everything there is to know about buying and selling a home. He knows the Oklahoma City area very well. And also, he's just one of the coolest dudes around. You will make a friend, and you will either get a great deal on a house or you will sell yours. So don't delay homeboyok.com. And now the podcast with Michele Bear. Michele, what's up?
1: Well, this week uh, has been basically no basketball for me, uh, so I'm eager to do something today. And I don't know why I ask you to do this. We, we agreed to do this because we will probably be horrible <laughs> at ranking those those centers. But hey. Uh, let's make uh, Twitter happy for a day or so. Right. <laughs> so they can make fun of us and
0: stuff like that. Oh, it's going to be bad. Uh, so uh, we ranked the top 20 centers in the NBA. We basically, it's an exercise to see where Steven Adams is, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Basically, that that was the idea. And then we actually uh, decided to rank well, like maybe a few more.
0: I think it's really difficult. I think the top for me... The top 10 is pretty easy to do. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then 11 through 25. I feel like I could be swayed pretty easily (laughs) on my order (laughs) with those guys. Yeah. Same here. Uh, But we're going to go, I'm going to do some honorable mentions. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have five of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robin Lopez.
1: Okay. Fine. Uh, It's not in my top 20 and I agree. It should be mentioned.
0: Yeah, I think he's he's a good starting center. I think he's definitely forgotten definitely. because he plays for Chicago. But mm-hmm. if he played for a good team, like if he, if he was the starting center for Boston, I yeah. think we might be talking about him more because he's yeah. legitimately talented. Yeah, uh, I have Domas in my honorable mentions.
1: I don't have him in my honorable mention because okay. I'm a homer, and so <laughs> <laughs> he. He's actually not
0: there. Uh, I have Ennis Cantor.
1: I don't have him, but I don't have him in my top 20.
0: And then I have two guys that I will dishonorably mention because I don't think they help you in basketball games at this point in their career, and I don't know why you'd want them on your team. And their names are Hassan Whiteside and Dwight Howard.
1: I completely agree on Dwight. Uh, He didn't crack my top 20, and neither he did in my honorable mention. Um, I put Whiteside in my top 20. uh, Because I I did. I hate him uh, as a player. I don't like what he does in the court. I know that Miami um, could be productive uh, even without him. But then I also thought about he the fact that he's a really gifted um, rim protector. I know that he doesn't do stuff properly in other areas of the court, but that skill and the fact that he can be uh, a good offensive player Tell me that he's actually uh, at least a top twenty player. Like he's he's in the very bottom of my list, but he's still in my list. Again, I would not uh, like to have him as a center, but if you give like Carlisle a center like Whiteside, he can be it can be better than what DeAndre Jordan is for them, or at least the same.
0: His attitude is the problem, though, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, if he's not playing
0: for Spolstra, I don't know. I just wonder if he can.
1: That's that's a good point, Um, but Miami is a very weird place. uh, Like, if you want to get better, if you if you have like um, if you're like Dion, that you want really want to 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 be in good shape and blah blah, that's the perfect spot for you. But I'm not sure that that's the perfect spot for everyone, especially when you have like a twenty five or twenty six million contract while you're not close to that in, in value.
0: I just I would be surprised if he ended up having a productive career from here because is he already thirty? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, I don't think I don't know if it's exactly thirty or roughly thirty, but yeah, sounds sounds correct.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a I I just have high doubts on both White side and and Dwight. I just wouldn't want him. Just period. Everybody else that's on this list, I would want over them. I'd like to thank Andy's Frozen Custard for sponsoring today's show. Andy's Frozen Custard, several locations in Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri, lots of surrounding states. And I'm just telling you, if you live in one of these states and you don't go there, you haven't been there yet, do yourself a favor because they make their custard fresh hour by hour and you can get these concretes and they're unbelievable. I gave one away this week. And because I was giving one away, I just had to go get one. And I, I'm i just going to tell you, I went and got two this past week and they were unreal. I got just a straight up Oreo concrete, crushed up Oreos mixed in their vanilla frozen custard that is super fresh and it was unreal. And then I also did a uh, chocolate chip cookie dough and it was, <laughs> whew, I'm telling you, you got to go to Andy's frozen custard. You can still right now, if you hurry, go get their key lime pie concrete, just a actual slice of pie mixed in with vanilla frozen custard, and it's just so good because you get the bits of pie, you got the crust in there. I mean, I'm okay. You just need to go. Get in your car, go now, support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at Andy's frozen custard. We can go into our list now. Who do you have at 20? Yep.
1: I have Domas, actually, and um, I I have him there, and it was like a toss-up between him and my number 19 that I will uh, disclose in a few seconds. I think that Domas has great value when playing uh, the center spot. He's not a four in this league, he's not a power forward. Uh, He's a center, he's not a very good rim protector, but he's a great uh, team defender and has Amazing instincts in terms of um, organized basketball, in terms of passing the ball, in terms of setting screen, playing handoffs, and all this stuff that to me are extremely valuable. And yeah, I, I do think he belongs here um, because he he's a modern player. In his, I mean, uh, he's not like flashy or anything, but he's extremely effective in what he does.
0: Yeah, very skilled we've seen him be able to shoot the basketball. And so I think that that's Mm -hmm. in his future where he's going to hit threes and really can score from anywhere on the court. He's a great rebounder, even though he doesn't have tremendous athleticism or like crazy long arms. He just knows how to play the game. Uh, I'm a fan too. And there's a reason why the thunder traded Serge Baca to get him. Yeah. Uh, My 20 is a little surprising and I don't feel super confident saying his name but it's Mm -hmm. brooke lopez i think brooke lopez is still an effective center and i'd rather have him than his on white side or in his canter because i feel like he can protect the rim a little bit and he can score from all over he's a stretch big and i think he's going to be really good for the bucks he's been on bad teams for a long time and so i'm excited to see him for an actual productive team He's a guy that probably at the end of games, you can't play him. But I think in the regular season, he's going to be incredibly productive for for Milwaukee. And they kind of got a steal. Probably one of the best sightings of the summer to get him. Because I think he'll, he can start for them. Uh, and the fact that he can shoot it from three will allow the Bucks to really play the way they need to. So I'm a I'm a big Brook Lopez guy.
1: Yeah, I I like uh, Brook Lopez. He's not in my top 20. He's uh, one of the last two names in my honorable mention. Him and Serge are actually my last two names. Even if Serge is... I think he doesn't play the center just because he's in Toronto. Uh, otherwise he would. And about Brook Lopez, I think uh, I agree. I was really... Um, I thought about putting him um, ahead of a few guys that I have here. But then... I think he lost like a step in the last few years uh, defensively. And offensively, in Los Angeles, he he basically transformed himself in um, in more of a spot-up guy than anything else. And I don't know if he can revert back to what he was, Um, for example, in Brooklyn, where he took like a huge load. And probably my, my take is just, because I didn't see him too much, and it's he, he played for a horrible team last year, so yeah. um, he may very well be a steal, and I again, it, it was there in uh, consideration from places from like 17 to 20, yeah. and for some reason I decided not to be harsh on Whiteside, for some reason.
0: Well, and, and another reason why I put him in there is because I just think that when you get to the point in his career, because I think he and Whiteside are, they're both 29. Mm-hmm. at that point in your career you need to know who you are and be able to accept that yeah and i think that brooke lopez has obviously yeah
1: that, that's that's a great point
0: point. and so he's ready and willing to fit in and win he's been very excited to play for the bucks and will play whatever role they want him to play and if it's taking seven shots a game and like three or four of them three point shots and him do the best he can to protect the rim I think that's way more valuable than having Hassan Whiteside who thinks that he should post up you know 15 times a game and is going to pout if he doesn't and so that's why I, that's why I wouldn't want him or Dwight because both of them if they were just if they would play like DeAndre where mm-hmm. they're just playing defense, rebounding, running to the rim waiting for lobs both of them would be in the top 20 easily Yeah, but the fact that they both demand post touches is where i'm just like yeah this i just don't want him and i'd rather have a guy that knows what he is
1: yeah i mean uh, again it's um it's a very good point and i i i think he he could belong uh where where you put him so no complaints i mean i i agree that brooke Lopez can be top 20 again for some reason i overvalued probably a bit, uh, the rim protection ability of a guy like Whiteside compared to his and the fact that he seems to be like a tad slower to me, uh, during last season compared to what he was before.
0: Yeah. And, in pure talent. I think Whiteside is probably top 15 probably. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Could be. Yeah. I don't know, but he's just, he, he's a problem. In a lot of other mm. ways that I would just not be willing to risk. Okay, nineteen. I have uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Um,
1: Jonas is in my list a bit higher than what you have here. I have my first and only rookie. Um, I put here DeAndre Ayton okay. uh, because I think he could be. Uh, it could be this year. Above average, average center.
0: Yeah, I for agree. Phoenix. I agree.
1: And um, again, valentinus to me is a bit higher because he learned how to stretch the floor, and that that to me is valuable, uh, a bit more valuable than what Adon could provide this season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I again, I have him in my top twenty, so I I agree. He he belongs to the list. About Adon, I mean, I. I do think that Phoenix, even with the last move, which uh, for Phoenix is great, like they took um, a very, very good floor spacer who doesn't play defense, but who cares? In Ryan Anderson, and they gave away two guys that didn't fit with Aiden. Yeah. like Knight, because they, it doesn't fit with anyone probably uh, mm-hmm. up to now. I don't know how uh, Houston will try to resurrect him, um, <laughs> and Chris doesn't really belong uh, with um, with what Phoenix is uh, is trying to do, and yeah. so. I really think that Aiden, with all the space that they will have, because Phoenix could legitimately play at least three shooters, three real shooters um, with Aiden, and a very good passer uh, in uh, in just Jackson to complete the lineup, I think he will have extremely good spacing around him, and he will succeed immediately, because he, 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 he knows how to play, and I think he could be interesting um, from this season on.
0: Yeah and not only does he know how to play physically he's ready which is yeah. really unusual for a rookie big man cuz a lot yep. of those guys come in immature in a lot of ways and a lot of it is their their bodies are just not mm-hmm. quite ready and he's already bigger than most nba centers yeah and so he i think he's going to be awesome he's i think it's it's good that he's playing on a team that has probably the second lowest floor for any team in the Western Conference because yeah. he's going to get a chance to screw up basically and he's going to oh yeah he just needs to take a ton of minutes and this needs to be a learning experience. I know Phoenix is saying they want to get a point guard so they can make the playoffs. They're going to go a month and realize that that's just illogical. And I'd rather them just like play like Elliot Kobo and see what he can do. And, oh,
1: or DeAndre Melton. Which
0: yeah, just, yeah, DeAnthony Melton would be really. DeAnthony, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Melton is he's an interesting prospect. Just play those guys. Why you don't need to go trade for somebody else? Play those guys and see if they're any good, and let Devin Booker handle, and just let it be a learning experience this year. I just don't. I don't see what the rush is, and I, I know a lot of its ownership. Their ownership group has been one of the worst in the NBA, even through the Steve Nash years, that was not a good ownership group and that matters. And so they're probably pushing for that. And, you know, it makes Ryan McDonough look really bad because I'm, I'm sure that that's not exactly what he wants to be doing, but, uh, here they are. But yeah, DeAndre Ayton, I've I've got him on my list too, but he's a little bit higher. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Valanchunas, I think he's, he's a good NBA center. And I haven't heard a lot of grumbling from him when he doesn't get to close games for yep. the Raptors, although I'm not like super close and following really close what the Raptors are doing, what their attitudes are like. But from afar, it seems like he accepts his role. He's getting better every year. Not a whole lot better, but incrementally better. And so uh, I like him. I think that he's he's a solid NBA center. I'd like to thank Early Upgrade for sponsoring today's show. If you're a manager or a part of a big company, or you happen to own a big company and you guys use company phones or company tablets or iPads, it's probably about time to replace those. They're getting slow. You have some that aren't functioning anymore. Your employees are complaining about how there's no battery life. And so you need to go to earlyupgrade.com, contact them. They're Thunder fans. Uh, They know your heart and they know how to replace your phones or tablets for your company at a great price. They've been around for nine years. They're nationwide. So if you're a down to dunk listener and you're a manager and you're saying, well, I'm in Boston or I'm in uh, Florida, they got your back. And the great thing is those tablets or phones that do not function anymore, you can still get money for those. So, please support the people that support Downs Dunk and visit earlyupgrade.com for all your phone and tablet needs. Who do you have at 18?
1: Uh, Whiteside.
0: Okay. Yeah, we've talked, about, we've talked uh, yeah. about him. I have Joseph yeah, Nurkic at, at 18.
1: Okay, it's very close to where I have Yusuf, So we are yeah. basically the same spot.
0: Yeah, Nurkic is so talented. Yeah. And He's he huge. And he does have a little bit of the same attitude problems Mm -hmm. that I discussed with Whiteside and with Dwight. Cause he just, I mean, I think that he probably steps on the court and thinks he's the best player on the blazers. And some of that may not be the worst thing in the world. I, I know he didn't play well in the playoffs for them, but I still think that the future is pretty bright for him. Cause he's super young still. And I think he's on, I think he's in a good spot uh, with the Blazers, I think that team is maybe even underrated at this point, heading into the season, just because the way they mm-hmm. ended the season, it was just so bad. But uh, I like Nurkic, and I think that he he has a chance to even move up this list as we head into the next few seasons. Because let me see how old he is. He's only twenty-four. Um, yeah. So nineteen ninety-four. Yeah. I I think that he he has a chance to To be even better, if he can learn to be a better, a little bit better defender, he's already pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a fan of Nurkic. I, I think that he he's a solid player.
1: Yeah, and he he's also one of the. Since we are doing this basically to rank Stephen, uh, I think that he is one of the center centers that for some reason always gave uh, problems to oh, yeah. to Stephen Adams. He kills, he kills uh, Steve. He, yeah, he killed him when he was with Denver, and yep. he killed him with Portland several times. Mm-hmm. I don't know why uh, that is. That's happening, but I I agree that he he is talented, and when he sees some matchups, he's very very, and he's very into it. Uh, he can be extremely extremely good. Yeah, he's and he's su- still young.
0: He's yeah. super physical, and he's huge. Yeah, he's two eighty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Legit seven foot, two eighty. I mean he's a massive, massive guy. And he's got skill. I think that he'll shoot threes at some point. I'd be a little surprised if he didn't. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, no, that, that that's a good point. And I think he's not a terrible free throw shooter for what I remember. So sixty
0: three percent.
1: Yeah, it's not good, but it's not terrible. I expect yeah. him to to shoot better in mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah, he's I, I I like him. I I like that pickup because they didn't I mean they got a first round pick with him. So, yeah, I mean that's a lot of a lot of the things the Blazers have done recently have not been good. But the contract they gave him this past summer was good, and that trade obviously was tremendous for them. Because I mean, if if they still just had Mason Plumley I mean that yeah, that is, there's just no even, way they're that good.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not sniffing the top twenty.
0: Yeah, uh, Plumley. So yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, okay, seventeen is where I have Aiton. Who do you have there?
1: I have Nurkic there.
0: Okay. Uh, 16. Who do you have?
1: Valanciunas.
0: Okay, we talked about Jonas. I have Andre Drummond. 16.
1: Whoa, you're extremely low on him. <laughs> that's that's a bit extreme for me. I have him it, like not in the top 20, but not in the top 10. But I, I have him higher.
0: I had him higher. But the, here, here's one thing that I that I think that everybody above him does better than he does is help the team win. The the Pistons have not won anything with, with Andre Drummond as their defensive anchor and they had Sam Van Gundy. And I think that he did get better. I think he got a lot better last year, but I just haven't seen it translate to winning any games. You're in the Eastern conference. You're not, Mm -hmm. it's not like they're, he's hanging out in the West and just can't, you know, get above the fray. He's, he's in the Eastern conference. I think he, he should have been better by now. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not a fan of him. I don't know how much he helps you win. I think he is an amazing rebounder. Mm-hmm. I think that he became a better passer last year. Yeah. Uh, and, but I don't know to me. I feel like there's a lot of empty stats with under Drummond. Uh, I would rather have everybody else on this list um before him because i just don't defensively i just feel like he still has a a ways to go to become that impactful guy and he should he should be deandre jordan like he should have the career of deandre Mm -hmm. jordan but i just don't think he's he's as an impactful defender as deandre
1: Oh, no, 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 for sure. I have the under much higher uh, than him. Uh, but I do value what he does well and what he learned to do. So last season, he really improved in two areas where it was like dead, basically, uh, stat-wise. And, and it is free throw shooting and passing the ball, as you said. And I think, I don't know if the fact that he, that Detroit is not winning, Is for sure is on uh, his shoulders, Um, but they have Reggie Jackson. Like how (laughs) how can you (laughs) not include that in your evaluation? I think their winning
0: percentage has been better with Reggie, though. (gasps) Really? I think so.
1: Okay, but I remember them winning with uh, Ish Smith a lot. But no, uh, I'm kidding. Um, Mostly.
0: Mostly, I think that of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I, I I think that Drummond is still he's still quite young. Yeah, uh, I think it's the same as Nurkish, right? Nineteen ninety four.
0: Yeah, he is, is. Let's see. Oh, hold on, I'm off his page. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, he's twenty four.
1: Yeah. So and he learned a lot of stuff this mm-hmm. season, and he's crazy talented, and he is probably the best rebounder in the game. And that that has value. I I know that his touch is not what you want uh, in terms of uh, efficiency in certain areas. And the fact that he doesn't care about defenses yet. It's a big problem. It's a big problem.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he shot 60% from the free throw line. The 16 rebounds is amazing. He's got three assists a game, but he's he's at two and a half turnovers a game too. Yeah. I don't know. Only... And for a, a big guy that has his game, with a his field goal percentage is only fifty two percent. I don't know. There's just a lot to be desired for me with Andre Drummond. I just I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of empty calories with this guy.
1: Yeah, and like I'm arguing like I have him way ahead. I realize that I have him like three spots ahead. Yeah, which is
0: <laughs> which is I, I had him. I I think I started with him at like twelfth. Yeah. and as i as my list evolved i was just like man i just don't know that i really like him i just don't know that i i i don't know everybody else on this list i, I started saying would i trade this guy for andre drummond i was like no yeah. i would not do that and okay. then i so and then i kept bumping him down the list because of that <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh little disclaimer because this will end up being terrible. So, we had like basically the same player um t- from 20 to 15, but it seems that you have someone in your top 15 that I didn't consider. So, I will probably um made myself like ridiculous doing <laughs> doing this. But anyway,
0: it was just <laughs> Who do you have at 15?
1: Uh, I have Marcus
0: all. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I've got him a lot higher.
1: Yeah, uh so to me the, the issue that I have with Marcus Oli is that um talent wise, he is probably like eight or nine in oh, this yeah. list. Yeah. Uh and he should be, probably. But last season he was really bad. Yeah. Like he wasn't good, he wasn't engaged, and even defensively, he he didn't care. And it could be just that he didn't care because they were losing and next season he will be amazing as he was two years ago, or that he actually uh, started declining in terms of um, efficiency, in terms of uh, what he can do defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, he, he is slow uh, for sure. But again, I don't know how to value last season. It was really bad. Yeah. And, and he was also bad in terms of attitude. With uh, what happened in Memphis, mm-hmm. he didn't try to. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. I have him there mainly because last season, and probably is a too harsh of a punishment. Um, but the step back, like the he he did he did regress on defense quite yeah. a bit. And if that is what we have from here on defensively, then I'm confident that 15 is okay.
0: Yeah, and that may be the case. And I'm just I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt in this situation just because that mm-hmm. Memphis it was it was as bad as it could have gone. I don't even yeah. know if anyone predicted as that that as their worst-case scenario and it happened. Mm-hmm. And so I'm willing to give Mark another chance. He's not totally reliant on athleticism to to mm-hmm. be a great player. And so he is heading into. I mean, he's 33 years old. He's going to be 34 mm. this year. That's concerning, obviously, because a lot mm-hmm. of guys don't play well. Uh, but his brother has, and maybe it's in there. Maybe it's in their genetics to play well. Well into your thirties,
1: really different body type, though.
0: It's true, like, but Mark has slim has slimmed down a lot. Yeah, if, and if he hadn't, then I would be less inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt. But he's really taking care of his body as he's gotten older. Yeah. Uh, yeah. he can, he can score from everywhere. He's a great facilitator. Uh, yeah. And if he, if Memphis is decent, then I mm-hmm. think that they, that he'll be, I think he'll be a better player or if he gets traded somewhere, which is a possibility. Yeah. Because I think that Jaron Jackson jr. Is a guy that has tremendous upside and you may want to go ahead and start that era. And I think you can do that with Mike Conley. Cause I think that Marcus all is tradable. And you can get something back for him. I'm just not confident that Mike Conley is. Because his contract is outrageous. Um, yeah. And I think that, that he can play with Jaron Jackson just fine. And they can kind of fill in some spots. And so I, if I'm the Grizzlies, I may be inclined to do that. Because what are you doing right now trying to make the eighth seed? I mean, I just don't. I don't know. I'd rather... Kind of kickstart things, and they've got some pieces now. I think that Kyle Anderson's a nice piece to have on your team, uh, and so I I like what they're doing. And if they do trade Mark, I think that he may be happier if he goes to a good team, and the team may be better off in the future for that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I've got Mark a little bit higher. Fifteen, I have Boogie. Yeah, okay, Boogie. I didn't put in the list.
1: Uh okay. and it's. It's weird. I really thought that he's clearly a top five center if healthy, mm-hmm. but I I didn't put him because I didn't know where to put him, and it was not in my honorable mention simply because I, I, I wanted to have like a little bit of talk about him uh, without ranking him
0: mm-hmm.
1: because he he if his operation went not perfect, he could be out of the league. Like really, I mean, yeah. um, Achilles ruptures for a guy that weights as much as he does, and with that body types, are like the history is clear. They don't come back. They are out of the league in a few years, and that that scares me. And so, if everything is okay for him, which I hope, I really hope, uh, then he's a top five center to me. Yeah, but yeah, well, but the downside. But if things don't go properly, I don't think he cracks the top 20. Like, I think he's simply not a good NBA player anymore. Mm-hmm. There's not much in between. Like, for a guy like Wes Matthews, which has, like, a totally different body type, he's a shell of himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he's an okay player. But he was, like, top 10, top 15 in his role, probably, at some point. And now he's, yeah, it's it's Wes Matthews, mm-hmm. which is not... And so that's why I... I really struggled with him and I decided not to put him and just uh, do this so that I don't uh, make fun of, him, of myself basically.
0: Yeah. And people are confident that he's going to come back. And if he does come back in February, then mm-hmm. and can play. I just think that his skill level alone is enough to get him here. For okay. Me. And you there's, you're right. It is a scary injury for a guy that's 270 and maybe even heavier than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it takes time to come back from that injury. Uh, but I, I think that, I mean, he, he's posting videos of him working out. I think there's a lot of positive signs around him, uh, mm-hmm. which it's way, just like with Dre running on the treadmill. Like it's, it's, it's good. It's a good mm-hmm. sign. But it, it's still not playing basketball. Oh, like, no. Taking no. standstill shots is not playing basketball. Running on a treadmill is not playing basketball. You have to be able to move in hundreds of ways. <laughs> you have showing to be able me to react. Yeah, read and react, and you got to do it right now because you're trying to defend the best players in the world. And if you can't go, then you're right. You can't play. And uh, to be side to the warriors. I mean, you have to be able to, you have to be able to move and his attitude problem. I mean, he could end up being in the honorable mention where I talked about white side and Dwight next year, mm-hmm. because it could be disastrous because he, for all the skill that he has, he has equal amounts of attitude problems. And, if he didn't have an equal amount of skill and attitude Mm -hmm. problems, the attitude outweighing his skill is a big problem. Uh And it's kind of surprising still that the, and I know it's a big splash and the Warriors like everybody's like freaking out over the warriors doing it to me. It's a pretty big risk to bring him in. Mm. I mean, I, I would almost rather have any kind of wing to be on that roster than, than to sign boogie because i don't think boogie raises their ceiling because their ceiling is already there they're already the best yeah. team in the nba it's just like a strange heat check from golden state because they're gonna they're barring injury they're winning the title period it's just not gonna yeah. it's that's it and bringing in boogie doesn't help you do that bringing in boogie is just showing everybody that you can do whatever you want kind of thing and it's mm-hmm. cocky, and it may blow up in their face because Demarcus Cousins, coming off an Achilles, you're right. We don't know what he's going to be, and if he can't play, is he going to be very happy? Like, do you think? No, he's but
1: gonna... at that point, I think they will cut him.
0: Yeah, and that's a disaster for Demarcus.
1: Yeah, for him, yes. For the Warriors, I, th- that's why to me it's not a big of a risk because he, yes, he's a he takes like five millions uh i think yeah. and it is not they will be not happy to cut him but if he if he's not okay with put uh with the minutes they will give him or with the thing they ask him to do they just they just cut him and yeah. there will be someone to take his place uh at the end of february
0: yeah that may be the case that's pro- i mean that's probably right but i i don't know i think th- it's it's a, it is a massive risk for them still to me, to bring him in because they're they're somewhat relying on him because they don't have their bench is not stacked. Yeah, that's right. So it's I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting. Move. We'll but, see. Uh, who do you have a fifteen?
1: Uh, I already said who well, I have a fifteen. I, I have Gasol. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shall probably. we go to fourteen?
0: Fourteen. Yeah. Who do you have a fourteen?
1: I have Miles Turner. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I think it's a good spot for him. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think he is sort of undervalued and also overvalued in some sense. <laughs>
0: no, he's, so t- he's a tough one to rank because the archetype a player is is a top five type of guy. But yeah. he just hasn't he hasn't really improved over the years and he hasn't really put it together. He's, he's just such a he's a strange player.
1: Yeah, is is good. It's not bad. I mean, the no. starting five with right. him is okay. is is a, a above average starting five, which yeah. is probably also uh, reliant on the fact that he can space the floor. He can really space the floor in terms of the guy, the big guy will try to close out on him, and that's valuable. And he, he can decently protect the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, say that Thomas starts in place of him. Does Indiana? Drastically uh, decreases ceiling. I I don't think so.
0: So yeah, I I don't think that be... the gap between the two are are drastic.
1: No, no, exactly. But what if he actually shoots forty percent this season? Yeah, which which I do think he can do. Yeah, uh, uh, and that archetype of player, which is three and blocks, basically, is extremely valuable. And again. Um, being in the top 15 I think it's uh, where he he stands and uh, I I would love him to be more physical defensively to be uh, he can be much more impactful uh, defensively with his tools and maybe it's just a matter of time and so I think 14 is fair
0: and he's only 22
1: exactly yeah he's extremely young
0: he's really young and he did get in good shape this summer and mm-hmm. talked about how he's not sitting and eating two cheeseburgers and eight slices of pizza in one sitting anymore which I think is a positive sign for him and the Pacers. Yeah. <laughs> so I I I believe in Miles Turner. I like the type of player he is. He he kind of fits into that unicorn type of guy that protects the rim, shoots threes and you know, he's still so young. And yeah. I, I think that he could be due for a breakout year because he did take a little bit of a step back last season, um, in a lot of ways. So um but yeah, I think that's kind of funny that we ended up with him at the same spot. Uh who do you have at thirteen?
1: I have Drummond. Uh okay. finally. Um yeah, again I, I already said why I think he yeah. he belongs in the top fifteen. Um it was really hard for me to to rank 13 to 15, like Drummond, turned and Gasol. Yep. Uh, because the player that I have above them, I, I'm pretty confident, again, with, with Gasol being the... Probably, um, I punished him uh, too much. But Drummond, again, the fact that he can gobble rebounds as much as he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, match with probably a, a team that has uh, uh, another guy that can... Feed him uh, in a setting, um, in a four or five setting, I think he can have like a better season. And we will probably see uh,
0: a winning season for Detroit this season. Do you so, think that he or Steven's a better rebounder?
1: Uh, I think they are close. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to. I think him, Ennis, and, and Steven are actually pretty um, pretty good rebounders. But Ramos, like if you. Let's put it this way. Uh, Steven is a great team rebounder and an awesome offensive rebounder. Uh, but I do think that if both of the players jump for, a re- like have to take a rebound, I think that Drummond will probably end up
0: with it. Okay. I think but I, Steve has killed Andre Drummond. Almost I know. Every time.
1: I know. But he kills him because he's like, he knows how how's to get under his skin. Yeah. I like, like Steven is great with, with guys that are, that I mean, it's not that Drummond is soft because it's not extremely soft, but, right? but it's not as hard as Steven. Yeah. And so Steven that's, that's st- why Nurk like Nurk doesn't care. <laughs> like yeah. like if you push him, no, if you give an elbow not. to him, he doesn't it doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And so like with Drummond, probably he is bothered by Steven.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's right. Uh, like the difference between Steve and Drummond on the boards is that Andre Drummond wants to put up gaudy rebounding numbers. Yeah. And Steven wants to make the right play. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, that's a, another knockdown for him because sometimes, sometimes guys can rebound at the expense of their team.
1: Wait, are you saying that putting up big rebounds number is bad?
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you like if in the right, if it's out of the team construct, Yes.
1: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> okay, fine.
0: Russell rebounds within <laughs> the team construct, also sometimes out of the team construct, and it does yeah. it it can be hurtful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um okay. I what have I've have? Have DeAndre Jordan at 13.
1: Okay. I have him a bit higher. Uh
0: He's aging too, but he still plays mm-hmm. the right role. Tremendous rebounder. He's a good defender. I'm anxious to see what he can do with Dallas mm-hmm. and to see if he's better than... Because he didn't have a very good year last year, but that could have been that he didn't have any, any great point guards to play with. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited for him to play in Dallas in in that system. And to, I think he's going to have crazy rebounding numbers. And I think he's... I think he's going to be solid for them, so I'm, I, I'm high on him. I like him still, uh, but he is getting older, and it'll be interesting to see kind of what his decline looks like because he is almost exclusively reliant on athleticism.
1: Yeah, he is not crafty enough, um, but I think he has like still um, a good season. Uh, under his belt yeah. uh, he, he he could really deliver this season in Dallas that's why um, I think um, Dallas didn't want to um, he, basically this this year will be a tryout for him for the next contract yeah. and I think he will try to be in the best shape possible and Carlisle will help him a lot because mm-hmm. the spread and role he will play with either Doncic or um, Dennis Smith will be, um, will be good for him uh, last year like even if like I think that Doc Doc Rivers did a great job uh with the team because he clearly overachieved for the um like for the personnel he had. I don't think he could uh extract the best value out of DeAndre, which needs like a crazy good pick and roll partner and or good spacing. And except for Milos, they didn't have a real point guard, which who could play like um um like the pick and roll game he likes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his raw numbers were almost identical to mm-hmm. but the efficiency before. Yeah, the efficiency mm-hmm. dropped quite a bit. He went from 71% field goal percentage to 64,
1: which is still great. I mean,
0: it's still good, uh, but that's Chris Paul. Like, that's yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> exactly what Chris Paul does for any big, is, mm-hmm. is that, and you know, that's why Clint Capella took a major leap. They're like, oh man, Clint mm-hmm. Capella got so much better. Now, you know what? Clint Capel's playing with Chris Paul now. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's what happens to these dudes.
1: Yeah. I mean, Glenn Davis was good, so.
0: Right. Yeah, you look at any of those guys and whenever, I used to do stuff for Vantage Sports, you'd always look at screening efficiency yeah. for any player and it didn't matter who it was. who Whatever big man got minutes for the Clippers was always at the top. Big Baby Davis yeah. was always in the top like three whenever yeah. he played for the Clippers.
1: I remember that pod he did. I don't remember if it was with uh, Alex or with John. I think with John. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do remember that podcast where he said the exact thing about the screening efficiency.
0: Yeah. On yeah. Advantage Pod, man, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was.
1: Uh, what do you have at twelve?
0: That's where I have Marcus Hall.
1: Okay. Uh, do you have Krista Porzingis in this list? I do. Okay, I have him there. Okay, he's, he's he is is low? Is low? Is that and, injury related? Yes, Ex- yeah. exclusively.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, ACLs, and he is so big, and that's yeah. that's what everybody keeps pointing out. Like he's seven foot three, he's really probably too big to play in the NBA for a long time. But I still need to. I just want to see it. I just need to see it before I just go ahead and like a lot of people are just writing him off, which I don't think is fair. I have him quite, I have him a lot higher than the spot. No. Um, because top I,
1: five or top 10?
0: He's top 10, not top five. Okay. Um, uh, just because I just don't know that anybody else has the, the size and the skill set that he does. Well, I, I know yeah. that nobody does. <laughs> so, uh, he's, he's a crazy talent. And I think that everybody that's below him, I think that you would probably trade for him. So,
1: yeah. Um, I, up to now, I mean, this is the, the number of game he played 72, 66, 48. Yeah. That's, that's to me scary. Yeah. yeah it's really scary. It is. It well, is. I, I, I don't want, the, it's not the same kind of player, but it's sort of the same kind of uh, NBA path as of now. Um, it's the same as Danilo Gallinari. Like Gallo is extremely talented. He was extremely talented, yeah. but he couldn't, he couldn't be healthy. Like almost never. Talent-wise mm-hmm. in his draft, like if Gallo were to play 82 games uh, each and every season, I think that for now, he, like in his prime, he could be like, Legitimately all-star every season Because he's that talented But he never, never End up being healthy for a full season mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm afraid that with Porzingis It could be close to the same
0: Yeah, and if that's the case He belongs In the middle of the pack Because just being available Is a huge deal Yeah <clears throat> um, But I'm, you know, he's He's twenty. Three. he just turned 23 yep. about a month ago yeah and so i'm i'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt I give him five years to prove whether he can or can't stay healthy and if he can't then yeah he's bumped down the list but with his talent i mean mm-hmm. he played 48 games he shot <clears throat> nearly 40 percent from three i uh, yep. can create his own shot uh he could he stand protects to, the rim. yeah. He protects the rim tremendously. Twenty two points, six re, six rebounds. He could stand to be a better passer. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, that's a little bit nitpicky on that Knicks team where he's your go to guy. Yeah, and just being able to be a go to guy to me qualifies you to be up super high on this list because everybody that we've mentioned, um, outside of Boogie, is not a go to. Is not your number one guy but Porzingis can be your number one guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And again, uh, I think that up to position seven in my list, um, if you call them and offer Porzingis to the guys above, a few you will do it immediately. And yeah. maybe with Adams and Capella, you will think about it just because of the value.
0: Oh, the upside. Oh. And if he if he stayed healthy,
1: yeah. shoot. Okay. No, but I mean like like if you have like uh, an old guy, an older guy, that is still better than him. Mm-hmm. Then you 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 would he would be like really really pushed to make a move. Yeah. But with guys that are not as talented clearly, but durable. Yeah. And you need them to win. That's, that's why I, again, I, I put him there because like, I, I really don't know how, how healthy he can be throughout his career. And that, that is important.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So that was your 11th, 12th. 12th? Okay. Who do you have at 11? LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, wow. Me too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And I mean, if you look at the all NBA and you have him at 11, it seems weird um, because he is great in the regular season, but I don't think he can play. He can be that effective in any other team, but San Antonio, which is yeah. which is probably not fair to 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 judge him um, that harshly. But I I don't think he could sustain uh, in any place that product that production. And also, I don't think his skill set is uh, needed. Uh, as much as a few years ago.
0: Well, and no other team's going to post him up as many times mm-hmm. as they do, especially, I mean, if he's in Portland right now, there'd be no way mm-hmm. that they post him up. Like, no, that's why yeah. And he's probably in the spot that he likes where he gets the ball pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. And the Spurs will probably grit their way to 45, 46 wins this year and make the playoffs. And, I just don't see any path to them being a good playoff team because I think they're relying on two stars that just haven't been able to make noise in the playoffs in their entire careers. And they are who they are. They're really good players. He and DeRozan, great players, really, really good players, but they're not, where are they taking you? Like they're just not taking you anywhere. And they've proven that year after year.
1: Yeah, I mean, when was the last time that Lamarcus was really, really effective in a playoff series? Probably game one against the OKC and game two. Yes, but yeah, he like was during-
0: lights out. and even throughout that series, he was lights out. The Thunder just stopped everybody else.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, Lamarcus is is a great scorer, yeah. but either he has it, and even when he has it, as you said, like even when he has it, it's hard to build. If, like a, a real contender uh-huh. um, with Lamarcus as your um, as your center because he's um, you need to play through him otherwise you, you don't get production out of him right he will not do the he will not dive to to take a ball he will not he's not as good as a screener as the guys that, that are in front of him he's not as good as a passer as some of the guys right. that
0: I have yeah that's, uh, I have. and he is who he's going to be
1: yeah, and I don't think he could be like the um, he, he could be a Zach Randolph guy, uh, like being your big out of the bench who you can anchor your bench unit with, mm-hmm. and like score like like crazy, and probably um, still getting value out of him. And but, but that doesn't crack the the top ten, which is center that can really play for a contending team to me.
0: Yeah, and he's thirty three. I mean, he's yeah. the same age as Marc Gasol, basically. Mm -hmm. which is... I I don't know why I thought Marcus Hall was a lot older.
1: Because he's out there um, from, like, ages. Yeah. (laughs) But even... like LaMarcus is the same, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Who do you have at 10?
1: Uh, I have the under Jordan here.
0: Okay. Uh, Who do you have? I have Clint Capella at 10. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty close. Yeah. Capella took a big leap, but I do think a lot of it has to do with just the Chris Paul effect I think he just makes bigs better and he makes Mm -hmm. them makes those guys pop and makes them look just tremendous because he is Chris Paul is probably still underrated at this point because Mm -hmm. he's still a little bit maligned for the way that he didn't make the the conference finals for forever Uh, but the guy is a tremendous point guard I mean he is just outstanding Mm -hmm. um but I think that Capella did get better too. I mean, he just turned 23 this past season, uh, 65% from the field field goal percentage. Uh, he's a good rebounder. He's a really good, uh, rim protector. I thought that he was tremendous on Rudy Gobert in this, in the second round. Yeah. And you know, he's another guy, he knows his role. He barely, he doesn't even take 10 shots a game. And, it'll be interesting to see him alongside Carmelo. I'm just yeah. so intrigued to see how he fares next to him. And he probably won't be a guy that's going to complain uh, about shots or and things like that. He doesn't seem like that type of guy, but that's going to be put to the test a little bit more than it was last season uh, because he was surrounded by two guys that were going to take all the shots and then everybody else, was just going to fall in line basically. Uh, And this year, I just think the pecking order is just like it was with the thunder last year. It's going to, it's out of whack. It's going to be out of whack. That's what Melo does to your team. And maybe Melo's better. Maybe Melo's not as big of a problem as he was, but it's still, it's, it's still just so intriguing to me. And also defensively is, is he going to be able to do, he's going to have to do a lot more. (laughs) <laughs> he did last yeah. year. Like, no yeah, he'll question. have to.
1: Yeah, he will not have to just play great uh, in his position. Yeah, that's why. That's why I mean, I think that the criticism um, that the, like uh, someone on Twitter um, said about my uh, my trade value on Steven Adams is that he had to play defense for two. For the oh, entire season, yeah, like three. Clint, Clint, Clint was great. Yeah, two and a half. Yes, Um Clint was great last season. Yeah, great. He he didn't have to cover for other guys, though, for the big guys, which mm-hmm. is different. Like, it's different to cover for um, a small guard. With like, if you if you mess and up, you didn't with even your, have to. Community. Yeah, I mean, I mean, James Harden is not a great defender. But yeah, they did ha- they, they had did a good yeah. job
0: though hiding him and putting him in good spots.
1: Exactly, exactly. So schematically you can hide a guard. Schematically you cannot hide big. No. That's that's hard. That's even harder. Uh, like so it will be a test for Capella. And do you have Steven next?
0: I do have Steven next. I yeah. think that they're just tremendously close. And yeah. I th- you know, I'd I'd be willing to put Clint Capella above Steven if I if I thought that that was the case. But I I think that Capella had a better season than Steve did last year. Um, mm, okay. I, <laughs> I think I, I, I that overall he did. And I why? think a lot of it is because Steven had way more responsibilities. And that Capella just got to focus on what he was good at. And he excelled in that role. Uh, I think Steven just had way more on his plate last season, but, defensively. But tell me.
1: Tell me, is that St- Steven had um, a worse season or that Houston had like a great season in and Capella by Reflex, basically?
0: Yes, that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, a lot of it's winning. A lot of it is. And I think yeah. Clint Capella helped them win a lot. And so yep. I think that Steven has the chance to be that guy for OKC this year. And I think that he will be. I think he's more skilled than Clint Capella. I think that yeah. he's, he's bigger... Uh, and now that he doesn't have to focus on several different guys i mm-hmm. think that it's going he he could break out i i'm i'm more and more convinced that he's a breakout candidate for the thunder the guy needs more touches the guy is going to not have as big a load on the defensive end and so i have a baby in my arms so you're you may be hearing baby noises throughout this whole pod <laughs> um but I think Steven is a tremendous player and he's the opposite of the Dwight Howard white side guys. Yeah. And yeah. that he doesn't value himself enough. Like, I don't, I don't think that he thinks he needs to think more of himself. And I think the team does too, because I think if he got 12, 13 shots a game, Oh, talking. that
1: that is not going to happen.
0: But I know. Like ten, I know.
1: Ten, ten, probably so. Ten, probably so.
0: Yeah, I, which I I yeah. think that he deserves to have as many shots, like twelve shots a game. I think he deserves it. Yeah, and I think that he's proven over the years that he could could handle that kind of load. Because last yeah. season, I mean, he took nine. He had nine field goal attempts per game. Is what he averaged. Yeah, I just yeah, it could be more. Right, I think that he deserves to have twelve. And if he did, I mean, he was thirteen and nine last year. I mean, the guy. I mean, would you be surprised if at the end of the season he was averaging seventeen and seventeen and ten on sixty three percent field goal percentage? Uh, and it was just one of the best defenders in the NBA. Like, I just no. wouldn't be surprised. I just think no, he, he has that in him. He had that in him last year. Yeah, uh, he he's worked on that flip shot. He gets better every single year. He works so hard and he's tremendously skilled. I I think that he, and he's a way better passer than anybody really knows because he just doesn't have the chance to do it all that much. I think that the area that he needs to improve on and that I hope that he does is, and I haven't even talked about his rebounding. Like he's a crazy rebounder. But after an offensive rebound, he averaged 2.8 or no, 1.7 turnovers per game. And I would guarantee you that all of those are probably after an offensive rebound. Because at times he would struggle when he pulled the ball down, what to do with it. And he would get stripped a lot after an offensive rebound. And he would make maybe a bad pass after an offensive rebound. Mm -hmm. So I think that he needs to, he could improve in, in that area sp- specifically. And if he just yeah. got better there, like the sky's the limit for this guy because he has like n- virtually no holes in his game.
1: Yeah. And I can give you the synergy number uh, for that. Yeah. The, like offensive rebounds, he is by far the most used play type by Steven, 25% yeah. of his possessions. Uh, and he actually is way below average in efficiency there yeah is only 96 point per possessions and he scored just fifty percent of the time, which is not great right. and like compared when he post ups when he's doing post ups he's 91st percentile at 108
0: see that's where I just think that maybe he's the guy that you put with a second unit maybe you pull him early
1: yeah yeah it can be you have unit- no help
0: there and you let you let some of the second unit run through him and Schroeder. Just let him and Schroeder run pick and rolls and run some post-ups through Adams. Yeah. Instead, instead of throwing the ball to... I mean, <laughs> you th- they threw the ball in, in the mid-post to Melo several times a game because he had the ego. But yeah, if, yeah. But if, and we saw what happened when, when they played Golden State. They had no answers for him. They threw every mm-hmm. center they had at him. Yeah. And they had no answer for him in the post. And you just wonder could they do it more? Could they just I mean, at least like in a, a random night against Sacramento or against the the Suns or somebody, like let him just go to work. Yeah. And take the load off some of these guys. Uh let the guy let the guy take, you know, double digit shots because I think I looked it up. He just never did. He just never took double-digit shots. I think it happened like five times last season, which is just not okay.
1: Yeah, completely agree. No, not, double,
0: not double digits. Above, oh, the number was 15 shots. Yeah, above, yes. above
1: 15,
0: yes. Above 15, I think it was three times. He did take double-digit shots quite a bit. But just give the guy 12 or 13 shots on a regular basis because there's you look through uh, all of his game his game log from last season
1: he's -hmm. got
0: like five five three like that he can't you cannot give him three shots again in a a game this season that is just unacceptable and that happened a few times last season and the fact that he's shooting like six and seven shots regularly it's just not okay when you have Mm -hmm. a guy that that that's that talented that's just not okay you got to find ways to get him touches but anyways I'm I'm super high on Steven Adams this year I think that it's going to be really hard for him to break into like the top seven or six. I just don't know that he has that level of talent, Mm -hmm. but I think that he has real staying power here in the top 10.
1: Yeah. So you have Porzingis next?
0: Uh, Yes. Porzingis at eight. Mm Mm-hmm. Who we've talked about. And then I
1: think, yeah, I think we have the same
0: list from now on. And then top seven. Who do you have at seven? Jokic. Oh yeah, that's me too. Man, Nicole Jokic is so freaking good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I basically have him here instead of top five yeah. because a shape, b You're right, uh, like being at least interested in defense, right? Like somehow. Yeah. And again, offensively, he he and towns probably are and and the, the guy that both we we both have at number 1 are the most gift uh in, in this list um towns i i, I put him ahead uh, of jokic just because of the age and yeah. the thing that he could be like towns is extremely extremely talented and Jok- oh God, offensively yeah, yeah. jokic jokic is a is probably the best passer among big men oh, and so easily yeah but the fact that he is not in shape uh, almost every season and he has a like uh one or two down month because of that and people in Denver are not uh, completely happy about the fact that he's never in shape as he should be. Um uh, it's it's kind of a, a problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's still I don't think everybody realizes he's only twenty three.
1: Yeah, like he's, I know he's young.
0: He's crazy young. But yeah, the the being in shape thing it usually doesn't get better as your career goes along. Like these are typically like the best shape of your life type of years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it is a little bit scary that you're going to wake up and in five years you're going to see a 330 pound Nikola Jokic (laughs) throwing (laughs) throwing passes to guys. Um, I hope not. I hope he gets in shape because he is tremendously fun and He's also maybe not assertive enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he needs to take more shots per game. I mean, he took thirteen shots per game. And? I mean that's not yeah, no, that's no. that's unacceptable <laughs> from a guy I, that shoots forty percent from three. He only took three point seven attempts from three. He's gotta he's gotta get up to five. Yeah. And he needs to take near twenty shots a game. And he's mm-hmm. st- his he's still averaged eighteen points and ten rebounds, six assists, a steal. I mean that guy yeah. is so good and only on two point eight turnovers. I mean he yeah. he is he's so gifted and he needs to he's easy he's their best player and it's not even close to me. Uh-huh. And he needs to take more shots, he needs to be the focal point of the offense. I think they're a better team if he if he if he takes twenty shots a game, I think they're a better team than make the playoffs. I would almost guarantee it. But if he's going to take like somewhat of a backseat and be kind of, you know, move the ball around too much, I know he's a great passer, but he just needs to take more shots. It's just period. Because he's just too good of a shooter. He's too good of a scorer. Because uh, he just murders guys. He's just an absolute killer on the offensive end. And I think they'd be better for it. But I'm, I'm, I'm really high on Jokic. I think that he could be great this season.
1: Yeah, I was looking into box scores, and after from All Star game to the end of the season, he averaged like a crazy, crazy percentage. I mean, he 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 ended up having like uh, triple doubles and yeah. twenty twenty rebounds game, and basically he averaged like um, twenty two. Uh, 11 and 7.1 assist on 47 percent from three <laughs> after all <All-Star> game. <laughs> like this is nuts. Like he he could be really the best or one of the best if he just so cared cared yeah. about the defensive end.
0: Yes, that, and that's that's where it's going to be hard for him to crack to crack the, like the top three for me because of the defense. Yeah. If he learned to play defense, which I think that he's got the skill there. I don't know if he's gonna. If he quite has the mobility, but if he could somehow just become a decent defender, then mm-hmm. I maybe put him third.
1: Yeah, sure, because he's much more durable than some guys that I have above him.
0: Right. So, uh, okay. Who do you
1: have? Six. Speaking of speaking of guys who are not as durable as Nikola Jokic, I have Rudy. probably punished him too much. Rudy Gobert.
0: Yeah, I think it's you a, have that's where I, that's where I have him too. I think it's a fair spot. And I think that it is durability for sure. Mm-hmm. He played fifty six games last year. He did play eighty one games yeah. in two thousand sixteen seventeen sixty one and fifteen sixteen eighty two games. Uh, his twenty two age twenty two season, and then forty five games his rookie season. But yeah, durability is is a definitely a big question mark for him, and also that he got played off the court in the second round a little bit is a, yeah. is a concern because Jokic, like, he is the nuggets period. Like he, mm-hmm. You don't do anything without him. You just don't. And I think the rest of these guys are the same. You just don't do anything without them. And the fact that the jazz could do without him at least a little bit, mm-hmm. that's to me, that's where you can knock him, but he's, he makes a defense. You put him, you plop him onto any team. He makes any team a top 10 defense. I don't care who oh, yeah, it is. Here. You yep. put him on the Kings. Kings, top 10 defense, bang. Just like that. Yeah. Uh, because he is just that talented. And he's an underrated passer. He kind of like Adams, he's an underrated passer to me because he yeah. he doesn't have the oppor- enough opportunities, I don't think. But uh, he's, he's a guy that can score it. A little bit too. So he's he's tremendous and he's he's elite, an elite elite defender and deserved defensive player of the year and probably will be a repeat type of guy because he's just that kind of talent.
1: Yeah, I again completely agree with what you said. Offensively, he's not as gifted as um, probably nor. Adams. Uh, maybe he's the same as Capella, maybe a little yeah. bit worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, defensively, he's a real game changer. Um, he's able to protect the rim like no one else. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's that's extremely, extremely valuable. Um, not quite sure about the top 10 kings, but it's likely. <laughs> Let's say it's likely.
0: I have a lot of uh, <laughs> faith in him. I think he's that good.
1: Yeah, I just, no, no. He, he's
0: we've seen great. it enough. He. Terrified the thunder in round one. Yeah, they were so timid. There was, I think, maybe Jeremy Grant was the only guy that wasn't timid to go to go at him.
1: Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, there is a knock on him. Uh, if you have like a really good uh, pick and roll point guard that can shoot out the finger roll, he is not as useful. And it's not a chance. It's not a case like like that um, as a
0: defender or as an offensive player. What do you mean?
1: Uh, if you have an offensive player that can play pick and roll shoot out of pick and roll situations and he has to cover that situation
0: that's oh, gotcha. where he's, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: That's so you. and and Paul George um the game when he had it they start running pick and roll action with him yeah. as a ball handler and he could shoot out of the dribble and that killed Rudy Gobert because mm-hmm. if he has to come out then you kill him yeah. And that's why Russ struggles so much. And that's why I think it's the best way to use Russ against Uta is to try to slide him off, especially when Rudy's on the floor or um, like when, when you have not enough spacing on the court. Yeah. Um, but it, like, if you don't have that guy and many teams doesn't, then Rudy is the perfect defender. Yeah. But against those guys, he can oh, stand it. That.
0: That's why he was exposed against the Rockets.
1: Yeah, because they can both shoot out of the out of pick and roll situations mm-hmm. uh, with great
0: efficiency. Yeah, and I think the Rockets are the worst matchup for Utah, and I think mm-hmm. Utah is the worst matchup for OKC outside of the Warriors for both teams obviously. But just yeah. if you eliminate the Warriors, I think Utah is the worst matchup for the Thunder, especially the last season. They may be better Especially
1: when you have a Carmelo.
0: Yes. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and that's why that's why it made Turn the tables a little bit for Utah with Houston this year is because they were really good at targeting guys and getting mm-hmm. getting the right shots and getting the shots that they wanted. I think that's Quinn Snyder's offenses have always been good at finding the right guy. Um,
1: yeah, and so there was none none to find in that version of Houston.
0: Right. Yeah. That's that's why they couldn't win that series and and now I don't know. I mean, that, the, the trade that Houston made does not give me any confidence, although Bill Simmons just thinks that it was just a, like everybody's playing checkers and the Rockets are playing chess, and I'm just like, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's just so weird.
1: Well, um, if, if Knight becomes the, guy, the version of Milwaukee and Chris um, somehow shows that he can understand like organized basketball, then great.
0: Yeah, well, it's been four years since he's played for Milwaukee
1: ah uh, yeah I think so no so, I mean he I, I don't believe in that but right. if they somehow <laughs> if they somehow can do that yeah, yeah, I, yeah. hats off uh, yeah. again I, I don't think they will handle they could uh, get extreme value out of Carmelo nor out of this situation if mm-hmm. they actually do that hats off I mean it's right. it's not likely but if they can pull it off they are they will be great
0: uh, full stop
1: so we have the same top five
0: uh, We do yeah. I think it's pretty yeah. definitive I have a Carl a Anthony Towns at five Same He's,
1: read, read, Yeah read read your top five And then we'll discuss Like generally
0: the Yeah five. we've got <laughs> I don't have much time left So yeah So five I have Towns Four mm-hmm. I have Al Horford
1: Ah no I have Draymond Green at four
0: Three I have Draymond Green mm-hmm. I have Horford Two uh, Joel Embiid Yes Number one yeah, Anthony, Anthony Davis. <laughs> oh boy. Uh Towns crazy offensive talent. Yeah. He's so still so young. And he I just don't know that anybody's more gifted than him offensively. And if he can put it together defensively, which he's shown in spurts, which mm-hmm. is why I have him this high. Yeah. If he can do that over the course of a season and prove that, like, man, I he could. Carl Anthony Towns could be the MVP of the league in five years. And I I would not be surprised at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, this guy is taking like trees with step backs and stuff like that. And he's 6'11.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's.
1: No, no, no. And he's a great great rebounder as well. Nice. Uh, he can really gobble three And he is shown, again, in pick and rolls at the beginning of the season, he was completely lost. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Jeremy Grant. He was extremely bad at the beginning of the season. Nice. Like tons of like weird choices on defense, like closing out on non-shooters while forgetting to rotate on good shooters and blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, playing defense as a center is probably the hardest thing to learn like Steven in year one and year two was not the guy he is now like yeah. not even close mm-hmm. and like Town's shown like improvements, little improvements. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to be great, but if he is good enough where it it he kind of tries to like at least being solid on defense. That is, that is where he actually takes the leap. I think next year it could be top three.
0: Oh yeah. I'd almost expect it for him to jump over. Horford and Draymond. He's twenty two. Yeah. He's twenty two yeah. years old. Yeah. yeah, I mean, can you imagine a twenty seven year old Towns? Yeah, I mean, there's just in prime. Yeah, and he's, he hasn't missed a game yet in his career. He's extremely durable. Uh, he's a crazy athlete. He kills Stephen Adams. Oh my gosh, he just kills him. And I think he just kills so everybody. Skilled. He kills everybody. Yeah. Twenty one points per game. Twelve rebounds. Two point four assists. Block and a half. Shooting forty-two percent from three, fifty-four percent from the field, and he's not just dunking the ball. <clears throat> he can score from everywhere, and yep. there's I mean, there's just nobody like that. There's just nobody else like that. He has, to me, the highest ceiling of any of these guys, and because of, and that's because of the durability. I think that yep. I may say Embiid has a higher ceiling than everybody, but he still has to prove it uh, that he can show up and play year in, year out. In towns there's just not that many concerns about him.
1: Can you imagine if Minnesota actually next year give him the shots that he deserve? Because he he's taking like fourteen shots per game, which is to me absurd. Like right, completely that's, what, that's absurd. what
0: Steven should be taking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's <laughs> he the should third take best take player 20, on the team?
1: Yeah. Twenty, twenty one, twenty two. That's that's oh, the range he
0: should average yeah. thirty a game
1: yeah yeah I mean with that efficiency like no doubt yeah. he's he's crazy efficient so yeah um um why I have Orford ahead of Green is just because Orford had probably the best season of any of these guys
0: yeah and his playoff he- run
1: yeah, he was he was amazing, and one one knock that I have on on Draymond Green's season is the fact that he's, uh, efficiency wise, he actually uh, he, he was not okay like shooting the ball, and so that's to me is why I have him a tad below. Um Orford. it was really a toss-up for me, and since Horford shown to be like uh, extremely useful to um, to Boston system, and he was a matchup nightmare for Embiid, and he was uh, probably one of the best passer on the team. Mm-hmm. I think he he deserves like uh, for this season only uh, at least um, a bump. And so that's why I put him above a guy that I think he's, he's the soul of Golden State. And that's, yes. that's important as well.
0: Yes. And a crazy, I mean, the second best passer among all these guys. Too. Yeah. And I mean, he's, he can do it all. He's just not a score. Mm-hmm. And Al Horford could be more of a focal point on offense if he wanted to be. But he's mm-hmm. kind of, he and Steven are probably pretty similar. And their mindsets is that they just want he just took ten shots a game last season. Yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy.
1: That's ridiculous as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I like Al Horford a lot. Yeah, it's it's close between he and Draymond for me. I mean, it's razor thin. I I could flip flop him right now, and I wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference to me. They're both just tremendous. Uh, Joel Embiid, we'll touch on him and then touch on Davis and then we'll go because this is already a really long podcast. Um, Imagine
1: it. I, I wanted to
0: have like questions. For... I know. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, well, I don't know for the time. We can do a two-hour show. Um, man, Joel Embiid is so good. He, yeah. He is a massive guy and mm-hmm. has just crazy skill set. There's just there's nobody like him either. I talked about Towns. There's nobody that can do what he does. There's nobody that can do what Joel does at his size. Mm-hmm. You know, seven foot, 250. Uh, he may even be bigger, like taller than seven feet, and that wouldn't surprise me. Um, but 22 points per game, 11 rebounds. I'd like to see him shoot from three with better efficiency. He was only 30% yeah. last season,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I think that he can be better. And so if he's 30, he was 36% uh, in the 31 games of his rookie season. And so if he can repeat that, which I think is totally possible for him, uh, then he's just at another gear. But to me, he is a similar impact defensively as Rudy Gobert. Uh, except for yeah. he can score twenty a game. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, and and to be honest, there were stats um, which I kind of value more than uh, probably the average guy does, which is against top competitions. Actually, the the rating with Gobert in and Gobert out for Utah was kind of the same.
0: Yeah,
1: and with with Embiid, it was crazy different. Like Embiid against top team is extremely valuable on defense yeah like his team is cannot play defense without him uh, probably is also that Utah has uh, a, a better yeah a better uh, replacement mm. uh, which is fine um, but still Embiid was good against great yes. uh, guys which is uh, important and he's young as well not as young as uh, Towns but still he, he's not in his prime he's scratching his prime yet
0: so yeah, he's twenty four. Uh, yeah, and yeah, there's he he's got crazy talent, and for his size, and uh, he's he's amazing. Uh, as is the number one guy, Anthony Davis. He is uh, like the Kevin Garnett of our era, basically.
1: With, with better offensive uh, power, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you can definitely make the case for that because he does shoot from three. You'd like to see him do it a little bit more, two attempts a game, 34%, mm-hmm. which is great. <laughs> like that, I'm not trying to knock him at all. Um, he does what ev- all these other guys don't do, is that he takes probably enough shots. He takes 20 shots a game, mm-hmm. uh, which I think that everybody that we've mentioned up until this point in like, the top five should do. Towns should do that. Horford probably won't draymond definitely not um but Embiid, uh, horford towns and anthony davis should all be taking you know 15 to 20 shots a game like they all should be um mm-hmm. but davis 28 points per game 2.6 blocks per game 1.5 steals 2 2 assists 11 rebounds 34 percent from three 53 percent from the field and he just takes it up a notch in the playoffs. Uh, what, yeah. what he did to to the Blazers was just it was embarrassing to watch yeah. him do that to Portland. He just um, killed him. Killed him. 30 points per game 13 rebounds. He's, he's just a monster. He's just a yeah. monster of a player. And I don't know if New Orleans is going to be able to hang on to him or what that's going to look like. Uh, he'll be offered the Supermax the second that they're able to, and it'll be mm-hmm. so interesting to see what he does. Uh, because I mean, you, there's just no way to replace him. And if, oh, no. s- if somehow Boston gets a hold of him, I mean, shoot, <laughs> that will not yeah. be okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, they have like Boston have everything, um, uh, you, you, you may want, I mean, yeah. Uh, they have the money to make it work tomorrow. Like they can sacrifice, uh, sacrifice Al Orford and Jalen Brown and two first-round picks, and there's no one that can go close to that.
0: No. Yeah, but we've been saying that about everybody else up until this yeah. point too.
1: Yeah, but he he's he's way above anyone else we
0: discussed so far. Do you think that they offer those? Do you think they even offer Jalen Brown? That's just been all, the problem all along. Is that they've for not been willing to offer him?
1: See, uh, I mean, I don't think, well, there, I don't know uh, because I have no sources. But yeah. I, I I, think that um, for for Paul George, they weren't uh, um, willing to offer before settling with Gordon Award. Which kind of makes sense, not not too much ma- too much sense, but yeah. kind of. Yeah. With Kawhi, I don't think they want to risk. I really don't think they want
0: and to I, risk. I, I totally, I get Kawhi. I get it. I get it. Um, and maybe and maybe you'd rather have, um, their young guys than Jimmy Butler, but they could have they could have had him probably for Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably pretty close. I think obviously Jimmy helps you win now more. Um, but I think that was yeah. close. I wouldn't, I don't blame him for that one. But it would yeah. just be interesting to see when the time comes because I think that part of maybe why teams don't love negotiating with Boston is that they know that Boston has more to give and that they won't do it. And then they may look at another team that's like willing to give up all their great assets for him. They're like, well, they're giving us like everything <laughs> they have. <laughs> and Boston is like still withholding and there. And maybe you hold Boston's feet to the fire and say, hey, listen, uh the nuggets or whoever are offering this package and we still need you to give up you know this pick or this player and we'll do it and it'll just be interesting to see if that time comes he may sign the Supermax and, and be in New Orleans for a lot longer I mean I wouldn't say that's out of the question because he's one yeah. of those guys that that deserves it and it's it's been scary for some teams to give that out uh, but it for the right franchise it's not like for the thunder it wasn't oh. scary at all like we were if, you're yeah. begging russell to take it and I, if and you don't do it for Anthony
1: davis ways. like yeah. if you if you don't offer for Anthony davis you just don't deserve to be an nba franchise can i say that like yeah. it's it's nonsensical i mean to. davis is
0: they're going
1: to yeah, yeah they they are definitely going to uh, offer him and the issue is if he doesn't agree immediately that's that's where things get dicey and as a franchise you don't want to lose um, le- like the negotiation power no. and and so like new orleans knows that they, they they will likely not win as they are now they could they could very well and i think they will be in the playoffs next season but mm-hmm. i don't think they will go much higher than what they did last season because mm-hmm. like the competition is that hard but still like Watching Anthony Davis night in and night out, if he wants to stay there, then that's you, you have to. You just have to. He's that good. He's not. You don't replace him with basically any anything.
0: Yeah, and he's just twenty five.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is absurd. But anyway,
0: I mean, he could win the MVP this year.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he can average if he takes more shots. He can average easily like thirty. 33 the guy shoots like crazy he's a great shooter Mm -hmm. and like if somehow like without boogie and with a floor that could be more spaced he can take like 34, 35, you can average 34, 35 plus 12 something like that Yeah. and three, three blocks and be just like the best out there
0: yeah without a doubt I love him, he's so good yeah, uh, and he's a
1: friend of Russ, uh, so he is. He's, <laughs> he is. he's going to play with
0: him. <laughs> I mean, if they were able to swing that, I mean, it would just be, it would be That's, insane. I'd pick impossible. the, I'd I pick the know, Thunder to win the title if they were able to keep Paul George and Russell and somehow get him. I just don't think it's happening. I just don't, yep. there's like 10 packages that are better than that for New yeah. Orleans.
1: But like it's I,
0: I would have never said the Thunder are going to wind up with Paul George either.
1: Yeah, I that's, have, and
0: I would have said there are seven packages that are better than, than mm-hmm. what the Thunder could offer for him, too.
1: Well, uh, maybe, maybe last thing, and then I let you go. Maybe Terrence Ferguson becomes like an extremely good wing. Like, right. she should like 15 points a game on 44% from three. And who knows?
0: Hey, and then then we'll call him and say, hey, listen.
1: <laughs> hey, listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. That's uh, that's. <laughs> I can't even go there. I just, won't, I just refuse to let myself go there. Okay. Yeah, McKelly, thanks for coming on the show. We've got to follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barra. Follow his project at chart side chart underscore side. You can follow our podcast at down to dunk. Follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. Uh, we appreciate you guys leaving five star reviews on iTunes. They keep rolling in. It's uh, something that I see every single one. I read every one. And they're all very much appreciated. It's a really simple way to support our show, especially if you have an iPhone. It will take you maybe 30 seconds at the most to search for Down to Dunk in that Purple Podcast app and hit five stars. And then it'll take longer, obviously, if you want to leave us a nice message. And a lot of you have chosen to do that, and it means the world to us. Uh, So we, we just appreciate you guys doing that. So if you listen to me say that every week and you haven't done that yet, if you'll take the time today, uh, that would mean a lot. I uh, hope you guys have a great Monday. Uh, we'll talk to you again with Alex on Wednesday. Keep voting. So on Twitter, we're voting for the best moments in Thunder history. Uh, I guess they're not the best moments, like the most impactful moments of Thunder history uh, for the early years. And so that's on Twitter. Uh, at Al Baby Cakes is going to continue to tweet those out until wednesday uh and we'll have our definitive number one spot for that region uh on wednesday to talk about and we'll talk about the the title run for the thunder their their run to the finals and then the years a couple years after that too so it should be an interesting pod then uh again have a great monday and we'll talk to you guys again wednesday
1: quite long
0: quite long <laughs> no doubt